Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the AGR podcast. Yes, you're not lost. It's just a little change of things. My name is Rachel Wamboy. This is the AGR podcast where we talk about thought-provoking issues in a fun and light-hearted way. Uh, today, there's a coup. There's a little coup, but nothing to worry about. The content is the same. And the reason as to why I'm saying there's a little coup is because uh, I am not alone. Uh, our lovely host is also here, only that uh, this is a takeover. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Um, not in my best mood, but um, I'm alive, so I'm grateful. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> Uh, just the ups and downs of life, you know, sometimes you just feel low for no reason. So today mm-hmm. are those days for me. Uh, yeah. Ah, okay. But I hope it's not bad enough for us not to have our discussion today. Uh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> Anything for our great. audience. <laughs> great, great. So how was your week? My week has been great. It has been an mm-hmm. easy week for me not Mm -hmm. much at work how about you how are you how are you feeling how's your week i am doing well actually better than last week Mm -hmm. uh maybe the reason is because of how our episode on feminism has been taken up with so much enthusiasm oh yeah and guys are ready (laughs) conversation that has really lifted my spirits oh speaking of which actually i think people should watch out for um the the second part i think by the time they're listening to this episode the second part will be out so we're so excited about it and um, i'm glad that people um embraced the conversation contrary to what we were thinking okay yeah I'm, i'm i'm so happy to to actually see it in motion Mm. Uh, so what's what's been on the news, Valerie? Well, not so much of good news. I beg mm. to start with the bad news because they say no news is good news. So when you hear news, most of the times it's bad news. <laughs> so um, we go all the way to Russia and uh, there mm. has been some sort of war by Russia against Ukraine. And um, this has been propagated by President, I don't know how to pronounce the first name, but President Putin. And he has he had uh, propagated uh, a soldiers to go and capture some cities in Ukraine. And this was, I don't want to go to much details, but I, I tried to understand why was this the case. And it was something to do with um, the fear that Ukraine, you know, is getting powerful, especially as they seek to join the European Union and the powerful military force NATO. And so Putin is trying to capture this democratic country and gain um, control over it, especially that the president is against, is not pro-Russian. So that's not really what I wanted to focus on, but um, because of the wars and the soldiers and many people were, people's lives were lost, um, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians were moving to nearby countries like uh, um, Poland to seek uh, asylum, if I could put it that way. And it was very heartbreaking because this, 
first of all, I'd like to start by saying I really like the fact that countries from all over the world came in to stand with Ukraine and um, Poland was very much willing to host a majority of the Ukrainian nationals and residents. But then what I didn't like was a lot of videos were going around on social media, especially on Twitter, of how people of color and Asians and Arabs were being discriminated and Ukrainian soldiers were not allowing them to use the trains to get to Poland or not, were not giving them the first priority. They're telling them if they're a black, you can walk or they're just mistreating them basically because of race. And so this is something that really made me to feel nauseated for lack of a better term. I don't know how you feel about the, the same. It's, it's, it's so sad and I share in your sentiments that um, in this day and age, we are still mm. going through um, racial discrimination. Um, my, my, my prayers and my positivity goes out to everyone in Ukraine and particularly uh, black people yeah. who are being mistreated on, an, on an, a more extreme level than any other person. And I pray that this comes to an end soon that um because now there, there are predictions that this may be this may end up being a uh, third world war uh, because now if countries start picking sides mm. between um, russia and ukraine and they start sending their militaries over there then it could lead to countries creating enmities within with with each other continents mm. fighting each other and it could get chaotic so it's my hope and prayer that this this ends this comes to an end very soon so that we don't lose lives uh further i share so, the so, same sentiments yes so closer home unfortunately uh, our neighbors not really our neighbors but our neighbors in sudan are also undergoing a civil war uh, due yeah. to their democratic um I think due to their voting, they, they had an election and uh, the former president is coming out of power and uh, there, there's been a sort of coup. The, but um, I, it, it's so sad that when we are about to gain, to gain independence and become, when countries in Africa are about to become uh, democratic states, they have to undergo war. It's, it's been seen as the only solution and uh, sadly, that is what is undergoing in, in Sudan currently, um, which is not something appealing to look at. And uh, not many people know this is happening and how I hope we will talk more about this. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not good. I totally agree with you, Rachel. And you know, I was just talking with some of my friends and we were wondering mm -hmm. like, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, countries standing with Ukraine because surely thousands of lives are already being lost and you, the EU says millions are going to be um, misplaced, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be uh, misplaced. But then the thing is that I'm wondering, you know, the, like the news about Sudan, if you hadn't told me yesterday, I didn't know anything about it. And yet this is home, you know, like you can literally take a bus and it will take you all the way to Sudan. I'm just wondering why is it that every uh, Africans are not supportive of every time there's a problem home in Africa, 
like just to add to that and without going to detail there's also a coup d'etat in january in uh, what is the name of this country burkina faso burkina faso yeah. yes and um i'm sure many people don't even know where that which part of africa that country is whether it's in northern eastern or central africa and so i just feel like if only we could give the same attention to problems home then we could really go a long way what do you think about that i do i i absolutely agree because um i think we should be a little bit selfish because now looking at a country like ukraine today i was reading in the news and i and i read that um uh, russia has not been able to um what do you, what do you, how do you say it to take over any of the cities in ukraine that means ukraine has um very powerful military and powerful resources well not as powerful as russia's but you see it has something looking at <laughs> our neighbors over here like it's right. not the same way mm. so that means more people are dying in sudan then they are probably okay you can't compare but like yes we will save more lives right absolutely if if we aired our voices if the african union actually sensitized this issue 100% so, yeah but on a brighter note uh, ethiopia and uh, one of the what is being termed as the largest dams in yes. africa on the nile uh hydro gener- it will be one of it will be the biggest actually the biggest hydro um hydro what hydropower uh, project in power. africa hydroelectric power project in africa um which puts us on the map on on good things yeah what do you think about that 100% and i i have a soft spot for natural for energy and mineral resources and all that and so i think this is really going to boost not only the development of ethiopia uh, but also the development of africa at large because this is one country that has really bleeded and suffered a lot as a result of so many wars and so this is meant to provide um tons of electricity tons of electricity i just like the exact amount of figure um yeah it's meant to produce more than 5000 megawatts of electricity this doubles ethiopia's electric input and so it is going to light 60% of the population in ethiopia suffering in darkness and it will provide labor for people like mothers who carry wood in their heads in order to provide energy so i'm um, i'm here for it 100% and looking forward mm. to more and more projects like that in africa yeah that's 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 something to be really proud of um i'm i'm, I'm happy to hear that the project will be beneficial to ethiopians themselves you know some of these projects we are we are a very rich continent but you find that uh, uh most of the resources benefit the west so hearing that uh, ethiopia will be uh, lit no no pun intended <laughs> will be lit <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> it's a good thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so let's without further much it's a further much ado let's uh, delve into today's topic which is uh, scarcity mentality vis-a-vis a mentality of abundance uh so valerie what 
what do you think, or in your opinion, what do you think scarcity mentality is? Okay, this is a very nice topic and it gives me chills. Um, first mm-hmm. of all, because many of us, I included, will not agree that we have a scarcity mentality, but I believe that maybe this convo can change how we, we see that to embrace it and see how to change. So scarcity mentality, I remember the first time I ever had this word was by my dad. My dad is an entrepreneur. And so by virtue of that, he's always talking about things like scarcity mentality, abundant mindset, and that kind of thing. And so from how I understood from what my dad told me, a scarcity mentality, what he calls a poverty mentality, is when you have a mindset that resources are limited and so you need to preserve it so that it does not run out if I can put it in the simplest term possible. And from the little or much research I did, I think it's just close to that. Ah, great. So I will define scarcity mentality as, as, or a scarcity mindset as a mindset that you have when you're so obsessed with the lack of something. Um, so most of the time you do not do it on purpose. Uh, you do it on, based on the things that are taught to you or things that you think are important to you, things that you think are important to you. Um, so a, a proper, a much better definition, I will say is, is a mental shift due to the perception of scarce resources. Like you feel like you need to take some, take something and then some and then more for tomorrow, even when you do not necessarily need something in uh, in large amounts so i think th- i think that definition hits the nail on the head what do you think 100% mhm so some of the examples so that it makes more sense to us are um, i will say money right yeah. how we are taught to always chase the paper, wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, be in the office at 8, do side, if you don't, nowadays, if you don't even have a side hustle, like mm-hmm. what are you doing? You, you know, tomorrow you may not be employed, what will you survive on? So we are, we are, we are, we are taught to always chase money, chase money. Like you, you, you do not pause for a moment and enjoy life. You, and once you get, if you're, if you're aiming for a hundred thousand, you you when you get to a hundred thousand you want to get to the next a hundred and the next a hundred and the next just accumulate it and save and save and save uh do you have another example yeah um i can say the some of the examples of scarcity mentality that i have come about is um let me start let me start with something people can relate with and i be i want to hope and believe that AGR podcast is a safe space, so there's no judgment whatsoever. <laughs> if this may make me look like a bad person. Uh, but I remember back in high school, um, we used to, you know, those preps, right? N- night preps. So after night preps, yeah. people would go back to the hostels. And it was mandatory that strictly at 10.30, everyone should be asleep, no lights on and that kind of thing. But we always used to sneak, my, my friends and I would manage to sneak um, a spotlight. And so we would hide under the covers, under the blankets, 
reading, Rachel reading for three or four hours. Oh. And we don't want anyone to know that we are reading. And when we meet with other people in class, how you know I have not been reading. I mean I've been like joking around. So when you are telling me about scarcity mentality, and when I was really synthesizing it because it's a deep concept that has many ways to look at it, I felt like that is really a scarcity mentality because why do I feel the need to hide? I understand that lights should be off, but why should I let people think that I am not reading while I'm actually reading? What is there that other people will, that I will miss out on when other people know that I'm, I've been reading, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. you know why? Yes. Yes. Judge yes. You. Mm-hmm. It's because I have done it too. Yeah. I have, I have, I actually have in primary school and high school. <laughs> Mine was even to the extent of even not sharing my textbook. I was thinking of the exact thing about books, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know how it goes to like in campus, we're in the same campus, Rachel. And you remember yeah. how you go to borrow books in the library and you get that mm-hmm. someone will take the book and hide it in another section so that when you come to when you come to borrow the book, it's not there, but it's actually there. So that people don't get the book. Yeah, yeah, that used to happen a lot. Or even uh, you find torn pages in between. Yeah. Remember how past papers will be bound together into like booklets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for a specific past paper and you, you cannot find it. But when you go to that booklet, you find that a past paper is torn. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. have other examples. Because, you know, it's uh, fun. It's fun. Because mm-hmm. I have also experienced the same thing. And now that I yeah. think about it, um, I think it's because it was taught to us that education, mm. like either expressly or impliedly, that education is the key to success. I think that is where our parents or even our mentors, without knowing that it was, yes. that they were instilling a scarcity mentality in us, that if you don't have education, you know, education is the only thing I can give you. Mm. Huh? Mm-hmm. if you don't study if you don't work hard you won't be successful and then you and then now the 844 education system did not help because now it it came grading people so right. why will i share with you age right. for you to define me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i grasp all that i can wow so it was like that till for us, I, I, now I hope that the CBC system is trying to do something different. Yes. It was like that till now campus, and then we realized, wait a minute, you mean we can all pass this unit? So exactly. why don't we all sit down and have a discussion and mm-hmm. then we all take away the marks? And even uh, the Kenya School of Law, when you're put in farms and group discussions, you find people who pass is because they collaborate a lot, which yes. we'll talk about later when you talk about mm. the men, um, an abundance mentality. So uh, generally, I would, I would term education as a perfect example, and especially the education that you and I had to go through, even the system itself, the grading system, the, um, even the way we were called to schools, to different schools, yes. so you will work very hard to make sure, because there's a certain number of people who go to national schools, others who go to provincial schools. So you'll make sure you, you are at least in that bracket. And one of the ways, 
of making sure that you at least in, in those brackets is to step on other people to get to the top and grab all that you can. Very, very true. And yes. I was just thinking maybe, do you think we can share some examples around like the corporate sector, like in the working mm-hmm. environment? What are some of mm-hmm. that city mentality that you have experienced or just generally in life? Uh, I will say gatekeeping, mm. um, mm-hmm. keeping, which I think unemployment and employment is something which we will talk, we should talk about in a, like a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. But um, when you look at job advertisements, uh, you qualify for a job perfectly, but they want five years experience, which you don't have. But, and then you realize that a person who has all the qualifications would not necessarily be looking for the, that job because the pay bracket does not match them at that particular time. Right. So begs the question whether the people who are inside are trying to grab it all, even when they know that time is running out at the expense of leaving us out. Very, very true. And, um, and now you, you, you get into employment and uh, you realize that uh, there are things that move around in the office and you have no idea about um, hey, people who, know, <laughs> who know certain information that but you don't you know going, you know, <laughs> yeah it's like you you're a sub-employee or something mm. like that anyway i'm not in case my, my bosses are listening to this i'm not trying to shit on my boss but i'm just talking about previous experiences yeah um so yeah such such things or you find that the the ground is not equal for everyone to play based on maybe gender, based on uh, favorism, tribalism, nepotism. Um, it's not a fair ground for everyone because there are people who want to grab it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you have an example. Um, I, I think what I can just add regarding the, uh, the scarcity mentality is... Uh, from the perspective of employer employee in the sense that you know sometimes you get that employers may not may not pay their employees well or may not uh, um they may not expose them to opportunities that can help them grow in the mentality that these people may eventually leave like why should you invest in these people now maybe one two three years down the line they'll go and start a similar business or they may take over your position if it's like a position wise. So that, that scarcity mentality of not looking at it from the perspective that if I equip my employees better, if I pay them better, they'll be motivated and they'll have more skills. And that means that the company gets to get more returns. But in the perspective of like, we want to attend you know, I've equipped them then they leave me or they may overtake me, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, or even take your clients. That, yes, yes, yes. Yes, you know, it's funny because um, uh, I recently got got employed. Um, so, yeah, so it was weird because when uh, the first day of my briefing, Mm-hmm. we when i when on my first day when i went we i found out that we were 
<laughs> this is a very good example in this topic. Uh, we found out that we were three. Yes. Then even a fourth person mm-hmm. came later. So in my mind, me, I thought, because now, of course, now the contractual, the employee, in an employee contract, you're given a certain period of time for probation uh, with mm-hmm. a certain salary, then mm-hmm. your, your work will be gauged. They'll see whether they'll retain you or not. So when I saw that we were four and when in the job advertisement, it, it seemed to imply that they were looking for one person, right? Mm-hmm. So me, I knew in the next three months, I am, hey, I'm going to just put my best foot forward to be the best man in the game. Like to make sure by the time my probation time is, is over, I am like the best man for the job. So we went right. in for a briefing and, and one of the partners uh, sat us down, took us through and he told us, you know what? We are capable of retaining all of you. You just wow. have to prove our work. You know, he, he, it sounded strange. Like, what did you just say? Are you sh-? In my head, I was like, I'm sure you're kidding us so that we don't mm. end up killing each other here and hiding <laughs> and destroying people's work. Like, we don't end up being malicious. I feel so you. That we end up with a job. But yeah. the, what he said next is what made him believe. He's like, you know, if, if I make a cupcake, I can only eat it alone. But if we all contribute, you bring bananas, you bring flour, you bring you, you bring milk, you bring eggs. We make a banana bread and everybody shares. Everybody goes home happy and it's a bigger cake. Mm-hmm. So for me, retaining the four of you is a plus to my farm because it, it means that we have the work and we are, we are growing bigger. We are growing times four bigger because yeah. four. That sunk in deep. Mm. Mm. that sunk in really really deep and it made us all feel at home yeah that you just have to prove your worth and you will be retained so there's no need to compete there's no need to antagonize i feel you. exactly and now we're even working as a team you find mm. you have very interesting briefs that are coming and everybody and and you find that we're even working like you help a person in a certain brief, in another brief, you find like there's even a brief that we're working all of us in one file, which is amazing, which could not have happened had we been competing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's this example that you told me that I feel like Lazima Tuti Yongele, and you are saying mm-hmm. about, um, you know, how us women have chamas. I understand men also have, but mostly mm-hmm. women on chamas are usually you visit each other in the home, then you, you guys eat and that kind of thing. And it's like mm-hmm. a feast. Maybe just share mm-hmm. more about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. So it's not only women in chamas, it's anywhere where there's food. Mm. Uh, in the I, in the rural setting, you find that people carry food. I, I find it to be so weird. <laughs> like you've been served a plate of food, so you go, end up going for rounds and rounds and rounds. So that you put it in plastic, plastic bottles. By the way, I judge everyone who does that. If, if you don't do that, <laughs> it's a bad habit, <laughs> and you should stop. Because really? you're invited to a feast to be served lunch. At home, do you normally, if you pour yourself a glass of juice mm. in the house, in your house, right? Mm-hmm. Will you put it in a, in a bottle and say, this one, I'm going to save it for, for later. You pour it and drink it then. You, <laughs> yeah, right. you put your food in a plate and eat it. I don't understand the analogy of 
people who carry kwanza they people even carry polythenes in their handbags aki women embarrassing mandazis kuku yes you put you put you know you forget <laughs> you forget this host if it's a wedding or anything or even a chama mm. you forget that if i had invited you i had approximated the number of guests mm-hmm. that will come right mm-hmm. and maybe like if it's a chama or a wedding i'd say 100 people Yeah. So even if I have caterer I have told my caterer 100. So by you mm. you serving uh, by you serving uh, um a plate of food and then putting more food in your bag meaning two or three other people are missing food. Mhm. Kwanza the other one is uh, people who carry bones for dogs. Ah yeah yeah and, and you are shouting Kauteli <laughs> <laughs> You know <laughs> that thing is so wrong but I think yeah. it's my mom who taught me like oh my god oh my god kwanza yeah. you know what happens like especially when we go to a restaurant like that is predominantly like serving meat dishes so let's mm-hmm. say especially something like fish so there are a lot of bones we we ask the waiter to to pack for us hours na pia tunamwambia and me by the way guys don't judge me we said you're not judging each other here so don't judge me but now even me Rachel have any chanua sasa so we we even take the one we, we tell the waiter if there there's any other please pack for it for our dog and it's not like we don't have dog food at home Rachel guy <laughs> what well, have now so, yes let me ask you a question Mm-hmm. on days on days that you do not visit anyone or you do not go for a party or go to mm-hmm. a restaurant do your dogs eat they do they do right <laughs> <They> do <laughs> so if you left those bones there your dogs will still eat for sure yes it's a i don't know maybe it's just me guys maybe we can have this discussion maybe it's mm. just me but for me it it breeds a, a, a mentality of scarcity because you already have food at home sure. you already have your pet's food at home but you insist on carrying this huh. <laughs> you're really shouting but so much to think about <laughs> yeah you are listening to ajr podcast brought to you by Village Pillars Empowerment Project. AGR podcast is available across all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Valerie Waswa. Enjoy. Anyway, let's talk about so yes. uh is 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 scarcity mentality necessarily a bad thing? Mhm. Uh, do you think it's necessarily a bad thing so because we have really shouted and pointed yes. fingers at people uh is it really a bad thing maybe that's what we need to ask ourselves what do you think so um i i can start by saying that one thing about me i always like putting myself in someone's shoes and sometimes the shoe is yours but like putting yourself in the in a context of a situation and trying to understand where someone is coming from and why they're acting the way they are because i always believe that no matter how bad someone acts or someone's actions are there's something that has you know triggered them to act the way they did 
And so I was thinking about scarcity mentality. And, um, you know, for us, like Africans, like a big percentage of us, because of the history of oppression and all that, um, most of us, you, you find that have been born in a family where maybe you are the, you are the savior in terms of financial financial growth in the in the family maybe like you'll, you'll hear most of the people maybe listening to this or people we know maybe they're the first person to do to have a law degree or the third person or the fourth person you know they're the first people to maybe or their parents are the first people to complete university or high school education even and so you get that we have really come from a place of lack you hear stories mm -hmm. of our parents or our grandparents saying how they never wore a shoe until they were 20 years old. They never, mm -hmm. so they, they, you know, these stories where we think it's exaggerated because we can't imagine that level of poverty. But people tell you how, like, they don't even remember the last time they, they what is it, they owned a bag or they never had electricity in their house until they went to boarding school or something of the sort. So you get that, that aspect, it, it builds something in you. Poverty does something in your mind from what I learned, I, I researched. It builds in you a survival mode because how human beings are, men, are made is that we are made to survive. For example, if you reduce the amount of food that you eat, your body will go into fasting mode and it will try to save the little or much energy that it has so that you don't die of starvation. So it's like the same thing. Sasa umezoea, there's not much. And I've had stories of, of people close to me, uh, people I know who tell you how like every time there would be like those days when you'd only eat chicken once a year during Christmas, you would fight for it. Munapigana, like your siblings, your cousins, you fight for it because you know the next time you're going to eat this piece of chicken is in 12 months time. And so that is, I think, what makes people to feel like I'm sort of trying to justify scarcity mentality whereby it's not something you wake up and say okay fine I'm going to decide that easy resources nikidogo but truly honestly you look around you and you see that there is nothing much to count on your name so you decide to get into a mode where the little that I have let me save it and some somehow it has worked I want to say that somehow it works because extreme things that people look at and be like, no, this is now bordering, there's a word, uh, frugality. This is too frugal. It somehow works. It, it looks like you're saving money. It looks like your work. So I just like to justify it from the context of history of poverty. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's this book called Sapiens. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you've read it. Uh, it talks about the, the evolution of man from, um, from homo habilis all the way to homo sapiens. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the ways that the sapiens were able to, so it talks about uh, the different, I do, hey, I don't talk about, like, I don't use terminologies because I don't want people to come at me. Yeah. Um, so it talks about why the sapien was able to survive and you know, the Ramapithekas and the rest were not able to survive. And one of the ways was survival for the fittest uh, because they kept like, they learned how to store food, how to look for food for shelter. They learned that these things were scarce and if we did not acquire them for ourselves, 
that uh, um, they will die, like they'll be extinct. And that's how even other, other what do I call them? Other humans, because mm. the, the book describes them as humans as well. Uh, other humans were not, were, became extinct, but we survived because, uh, because now like we were able to hunt and gather and, uh, and look for shelter and fight, fight, for, fight for one another against the others, right? Mm-hmm. But now what, you, what, what that did is that um, it made escaping poverty extremely difficult because you focus on one thing and one thing alone, food, shelter, mm-hmm. clothing. You can only introduce one thing at a time. And if you do not see the importance of this particular thing, then it's not something you chase. So that's how with time, like things like education, money became important and things like maybe a sense of humanity, you'll do anything at any cost. I even think uh, corruption is brought about by scarcity mentality because people like who are in government who are like still in right, left and center, it's not that they're not being paid well. They're being paid even times five or what some of us are being paid or times 10 even times 20 of what some of us are being paid, but they still feel the urge to take more and take more and take more. And it does not stop because now they, they know of, of the importance or it has been instilled in them that of the importance is money, right? However, uh, I think we've spent so much time on scarcity mentality and we've shown how when you put focus or to something, how you can succeed on it. However, if you dwell in it for too long, you can end up not focusing on, on other areas in your life, on other areas in your life and end up not being a wholesome person. So then it brings us to the abundance mindset. Um, the abundance mindset is the view, is the mindset that you have a view that there's, there are enough resources and successes for all of us to share. Uh, how would you define it, Val? I would define an abundance mindset as the idea that there's enough to go around for everyone and it will still remain. Absolutely. So you see the other person as a collaborator and not a competitor. Uh, case in point, this episode, right? Uh, you will be here talking to yourself, but now we are we are bouncing yeah, off ideas for sure and making it lively mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Had, but had you said um, i want to do this alone and i exactly. uh, want people to listen to how awesome i am mm. um you would not have been able to even me even i myself would have just decided uh, because this is a topic that i suggested to you all of that is just decided to do it as an instagram post or a facebook right. post right right right, right. but uh through collaboration, we have come together mm-hmm. to, to, to like talk and share and give our listeners uh, our input on this topic. 100%. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I can just say that um, like abundance mindset is like the open secret that people know and don't know. Like um, it's, it's like having an open palm and saying like, I, I want to I want to give more than I want to take. And giving does not reduce from me. Rather, it helps me to gain. Like it's it's like looking at 
is a perspective like we both we all win when i win you win when you win we all win and so there is no need for competition there is no need for living in like in constriction because you feel like resources are going to to run out and um, this is something that sometimes you know it, it takes a lot of um, what can i say it takes a lot of discipline and mindfulness which of course i believe will get to it to really um achieve it but every time i've exercised abundance mindset i always get more have you ever seen rachel these people who are always giving let us use dr bira because we both know dr bira and i think now by now mm-hmm. we've started a culture of shouting out people in each episode last week was gaspar <laughs> this week is dr bira and there's something that i'm i'm always inspired by her and it's the the big heart she has and the ability to always give and give and give and sometimes i ask her doctor don't you ever run out of money you know she's always hosting people she's always helping people in more ways than i can count because she's not the type to always blow the horn blow the trumpet mm-hmm. but there's a way in which just having an abundance mindset and knowing that if i give you this it will not reduce like cgui it's like an energy like the universe now just finds ways to expand and expand and expand for you yeah yeah and talking of dr bira it's true she has been an impact to so many of us shout out to you dr bira we dedicate this episode to you uh it, yes. actually actually though we'll talk about our story later you and i met through dr bira in her giving yes. <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> yes and and look at that because she has collaborated she has a collaborative mindset or an abundance mindset through giving she has been able to light so many candles and she's always happy yes so uh actually now that you've talked about that it the, the abundance mindset creates such a radical radical impact which is not only success like success of like being known being famous having money but also the the satisfaction that you have deep within with your life choices because now you get to share with like minded people what you're thinking and they better your ideas such that before you mm. you implement them you're already satisfied that this those carry will be something successful yeah and then it also gives your heart of gratitude like you're 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 thankful for the people around you you're thankful for what you're able to do and the impact that you're able to create 100% and maybe mm-hmm. let me just add one more thing from a business mm-hmm. mindset I, i was looking at a table that was comparing scarcity mentality versus abundance and to think that people who have abundance are always looking for new opportunity you know scarcity mentality is even the, the, the mindset that there's this thing that for let me use my, myself as an example and i don't know if you relate or if you've seen such people who feel like you mm-hmm. can only be one thing and i've always struggled with this thing so very much because any scarcity mentality in the sense that you feel like you can't do everything you can't have more mm-hmm. You, you only need mm-hmm. this so sometimes when you want to start new business ideas you want to start new ventures you're like i but see this this is all this is all for me 
I'm a lawyer and then I have this human rights thing going on. Why should I have three, four, five businesses? But a, a, an abundance mindset is more of like, I can have as much as I want. I totally agree with you. Um, and it also opens up your mind huh, to opportunities that you could not have thought about had you been alone. Very true. That's why I say kutembea kwingi ni kuona mengi. Yes. If you decide to stay alone, then you'll just be limited to what you're thinking about. But but if, and people, you realize even people are willing to help you better your ideas. People yeah. are, are willing to collaborate with you. People are willing to sponsor you if you have like um, uh, a mentality of abundance. 100%. So how can we develop a, a mentality of abundance? Maybe I can just say one thing. And mm -hmm. this is um, focusing on focusing on what you have, appreciating what you have. For example, a, a case in point is uh, um, when it comes to like opportunities, either in corporate or in your career. You know, when you have a scarcity mentality, you'll always feel like um, someone else is trying to be better than you. And so you have to either put them down or you have to do better than them. But when you focus on your own uniqueness and say that, okay, fine, um, they have this ability, but what is it about me that can make me to stand out? You start expanding your uniqueness and that makes you to stand out. So I can say just focusing on your strength, focusing on your uniqueness, because I always believe in this quote that says that um, no one can ever be you and that is your power or that is your strength. So I don't know if you also have a point. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to just supplement what you've said and say your thoughts have power. Your thoughts are powerful. So whenever you think of something and you think of implementing it, share. Uh, and I, I know I'm not the biggest implementer of this. Most times I have brilliant ideas, but when I think of implementing them, I, I fear that people will judge me and think that I'm abnormal. And I think I should also start affirming to myself that I am enough and I'm great and I'm capable. And I also urge all of us to do the same and also practice gratitude and mindfulness. Be grateful of what you already have and uh, work more to make that better, right? Because uh, we're always reaching out for more. When we have um, a scarcity mentality, you're reaching out for more and more and more and you don't pause to look at what you've been able to acquire and make it better. 100%. I agree with all mm -hmm. that you say. And uh, maybe just to add, there's this thing that, again, my dad <laughs> is the one who taught me about, and this is like having a gratitude journal, because you can say, okay, practice gratitude, but it's really hard when you turn to the news, everything is negative. When you turn on social media, everything is negative. Like it seems like anything that is negative is always trending, is always having more publicity. So it can really be a hard task to just remember to be grateful. And so maybe a hack that can work is 
having a gratitude journal. And let me tell you, Rachel, I've ever tried having a gratitude journal back in 2018. And the kind of magic that 2018 was as a year, I, I, I can tell you for sure that that thing is so magical. And so it's, it's like a journal where you write things that you're grateful for at the end of the day. And sometimes really it was, the day was 100% pathetic, but I would write something as simple as I have hands, I have eyes, I can see, I am breathing, I have eaten all my meals, I have a place to sleep. And I don't know how, but there's just a way in which that year things were really happening in my life in ways that yani, it was just supernatural. So maybe that is something I think I should go back to and maybe our listeners may want to give it a try. Definitely. I too, I'm, I, I, will, I will put my mind into it. I journal once in a while. I'll, yeah. I'll do it more frequently and also have a gratitude section on it. Yes. Um, so in conclusion, uh, what do you think when it comes to this topic, Valerie? Um, uh, what I can say about the um, abundance mindset, scarcity mindset is that, first of all, I would, I would like to use two parables in the Bible. Um, I hope that our listeners can relate to it. So one is the parable of um, the, 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 when Jesus fed 5,000 people with two loaves of bread, uh, two loaves, is it two, two loaves of bread and five fish or the other way around and something of the sort. Yeah, two loaves, five loaves of, wait, five what? loaves, yes, five, five loaves, loaves and two fish for sure. Yeah. Yes, and the disciples went to him and said, ah, oh, master, how are we going to feed all these people with five, with only five loaves of bread and two fish. And they told him, just get baskets, get baskets, get baskets. And they fed people and it remained and they were leftovers and all that. And I know that so many of us come from that mentality. I, I feel like an abundance mindset is spiritual to some certain level because you, you when you look at the surface, surely in life, people, what on Azaliwa kila siku and all that, it really feels like things are running out, opportunities are running out, resources are running out. But when you tap into your spiritual, you realize that there is enough in the universe, in the space, you may not see it in actual sense, in physical sense, but there's always enough because the universe is mother nature. It is meant to provide and there's no way that will ever deplete mother nature. So it is meant to provide, we are, the, the universe is meant to support us for us to grow. And so it doesn't matter how many thousands of you in whatever industry or people say this market is flooded, meaning there will always be enough for everyone. And the second um, parable is the parable of the talents. And Jesus used this parable again to explain there were three people and their master gave, gave them talents. One was given um, one talent, another was given five talents, and one was given 10 talents. The one that was given five talents, one talent felt like this talent is going to get exploited. So how am I going to save it? Scarcity mentality. He went and dug a hole and hid the, the one talent until the master came back and he returned that one talent. And then and the other two, the five one went to trade with it and came back with 10 talents and gave the master 10. And the one with 10 went to trade and gave 20. And Jesus said, truly, 
whoever has much, much will be added to them. And the little that you have, you're trying to preserve, even it will be taken away from you. So I'd like to encourage you that the more you give, you're only, the more you give to yourself, to the universe, the more you allow yourself to look at life as a as in abundance in an abundant kind of perspective you're attracting more but when you have the mindset of like let me save it's ending you are limiting yourself to that which you only have and that is how i can wrap this con uh, conversation on my end oh wow i've never thought of using those two parables to uh define or describe scarcity mentality vis-a-vis -a, -vis a mentality of abundance and uh, if i add more i think if i comment more about it i i don't think i can do it justice so mine is an excerpt from alicia key's book uh, called mm -hmm. more myself and i'll read uh what you focus what you focus on expands if you focus on the goodness of your life you create more of it and if you live with an open palm rather than a closed fist, you leave room for immeasurable blessings to flow through your hands. Uh, having said that, thank you so much for listening to us. It has been great. It has been fun. Kindly share with us on our Instagram pages. That is AGR Podcast KE, Rich.Wambo and at valerie underscore waswa thank you guys for listening to us it's been great i hope you have a lovely week and see you next time bye bye i don't go Just to chill, I live a life that's surreal Every time I cool up my temper, somebody wanna enter, he's not so serious Yeah, you know I try to forget, get a hold of my head I live a life so free, yeah I don't know if I need it up, but I know I'ma take it up Check yourself, you can have it all, love, vanity, you can have it all I don't see different kind of love, so I know if it's real enough yeah, 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 I don't go where no love Where my home go down so Long, long way Oh, I'm
www.ufufulu.com.eng 